we are all born as sinners and we are so wretched. And once we get to that spot in our lives where we realize, Lord, like, who am I that you would die for me? You know, Mm -hmm. then it turns from a place of why should I repent to Lord, like, thank you for the opportunity to repent. Thank you for your forgiveness and your reconciliation, because I'm so undeserving of that, but you've made a way for me. Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week, we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays and a special guest, Miss First Coast, Gracie Hayes. Had the opportunity to meet Gracie a few weeks ago during the Miss Florida competition. And let me tell you that this young lady loves the Lord. I cannot wait for you to hear her heart for Jesus Christ and how she plans to continue to serve him with all she has. She is a winner of the Faith Scholarship. I think it's called Focus on Faith Scholarship from the Miss Florida organization. So I wanted to have her on here to share a little bit about her you know, winning that scholarship as well as just her faith journey. So without further ado, let's bring in this week's guest, Gracie Hayes. Well, welcome in, Gracie. So happy for you to join us. So happy to be here. Praise God. Well, the Agape Leaders Podcast, our number one goal is to help people grow in their faith. And so uh, we've invited you here today because you are an amazing woman of God. No, no, no. You are an amazing person of God. Doesn't matter, man You're or woman. So kind. Praise God. And so, would you be willing to share a little bit of your faith journey with our listeners? Absolutely. So, I was very fortunate. I've grown up in a Christian household all of my life. I've been going to church since I popped out of the womb, pretty much. I've been very involved. I've saying, you know, in my church choir, I've been on mission trips and community service has always been something that's been very important to me throughout my church and my life. So I asked Jesus into my heart and my life when I was about seven years old, but it wasn't until I was in middle school where I really wanted to know God more and who he is. And that personal relationship began to really take place. So Through my struggles, you know, of anxiety and different things in middle school, it really brought me closer to the Lord, and I got to know Him on a deeper level. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. You are probably the, I don't know, 15th guest that we've had that leads out with, I grew up in the church. And so I have a, a tough question for you, and uh, ponder it for a second. How do you help or speak to someone who has not grown up in the church, mm-hmm. and they think that that's a must? In other words, I am, you're about to go to college. So you meet someone at college. They never even so much as walked in a church. They've seen them on the corners. But the only church they went into was Church's Chicken to get a two piece. <laughs> uh, so, 
And so how do you share with that person who is of the mindset, it's too late, I didn't grow up? Right. So something, a lot of people always think that, you know, the Christian life is easy. And once you become a Christian and you're saved, you know, that life is just butterflies and rainbows. Mm. But the truth is, it can be harder sometimes once you surrender to Christ because you're no longer living for the things of this world, but you're in the world still, right? So something that I always remind them is that even though I've grown up in the church, I've still had struggles myself because we're human still, Mm. you know? But honestly, these struggles have brought me closer to Christ and I've learned through them that the surrender to his will is so much more peaceful than doing things my way. Praise God. So I try to encourage non-believers of that. Praise God. That's really good. Uh, if you don't mind, I want to share something right now. It's a, mm-hmm. it's just a little piece of my story, but it goes with something that you said a second ago. Uh To the person who comes to Christ and thinks, okay, it's going to be all peaches and cream and easy road, you know, easy street and got it made boulevard. And the reality is it isn't easy. Jesus tells us in this world, you will have trouble. Mm -hmm. So a little quick snapshot of my salvation story. I accepted Jesus Christ into my life and Uh, September the 30th, 1979. It's not a requirement to remember the date you were saved. For whatever reason, I just remember dates. And on October the 7th, I was baptized. So one week later, I was baptized. Why do I say it like that? I thought when I got saved, I thought when you get saved, you never have another bad thought. You never uh, think anything except Jesus Christ, and everything is just so much easier. This is what I thought. Now, in 1979, I'm 15 years old. Right. And I thought it's going to be so easy from now on because I'm a Christian. Well, fast forward to June of 1980. I'm 16 years old, and I'm sitting in the back of a police car, handcuffed for shoplifting for candy and Kool-Aid and, you know, candy bars. Not not trying to feed my family, (laughs) just just a kid (laughs) doing, you know, thinking that it would be fun to go into this store and steal. Mm -hmm. And from that time, and and I didn't have a moment in the back of the car. But I'm just saying, from that time, as I look back on my life, you know, it was one struggle after another struggle after another struggle until one day I found myself laying on my back with my feet and my hands uh, pointing up in the air. So, you know, I look kind of funny, like a a C or something like that. Uh, And I was crying. And the listeners have Some of the listeners have heard me tell this before, but I was crying and Mm -hmm. I was saying, I'm sorry to God and because I didn't understand. And so uh, to the listener, and I'm sorry for taking so much of 
Gracie's time, but I want you to understand coming to Jesus Christ, it's not a magic wand. There is no, uh, you know, snap your fingers and now everything is easy. It's not that, let me say this carefully. It's not that everything is hard. Oh, this is good. Thank you, Lord. This isn't me. This is God. Watch <laughs> this. It's not that everything is hard. It's that everything is challenged. You see, it is a spiritual warfare going on. And I'm going to want you to talk to this, Gracie. I'm going to say this. Then I'm going to turn this thought over to you about spiritual warfare. But here's the thing. I love that. Thank you, Lord, for this thought. It's not that it's hard. It's that it's challenged. Mm -hmm. As you grow in Christ, you're going to have to make a decision every day. Do I follow Christ or do I yield to the enemy who is on the attack? Because we're reminded in the Bible, our adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. Uh, Paul also writes, uh, finally, be strong and put on the full armor of God because your adversary, the devil, or so rather so that you can stand up against the schemes of the devil. They are coming, right? And so I want you, I've tried to give you a couple of seconds to you know, take into this thought, but I like that. It's not that it's hard. It's that it's challenged. The enemy is not going to let you just walk the good life because maybe you're saved. But if he can get you to stumble a little bit, he can keep other people that you might have otherwise witnessed to. He can keep them from coming to Christ. What do you think about that idea? It's, it's not that it's hard. It's that it's challenged. And of course, we understand it is difficult. Challenges are difficult. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's really good. Um, something that I've heard before that's really stuck with me is that you have to go into the dark places to be mm -hmm. a light, you know? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean doing the bad things that those people do, but it means walking with them through that and saying, you know what, it's okay. I'm not perfect just like you are, even though I'm a Christian. I make mistakes still. We all do because we're human, but I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to be there for you and point you to Jesus along the way. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I want to ask you something, and I'm, I'm hoping that maybe we can even banter back and forth a little bit because I like where we're going here. It seems like our conversation is kind of this idea of sharing Christ and understanding that there's going to be battles and things like that. So how do we, and I'm I'm saying we, but I mean you. Yeah. How do we answer this question? Because I got it recently. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked me, they said, why does Jesus ask us to repent if he's already died for us? Mm -hmm. And I thought, hmm, that's a fascinating question. It's a question that that I still want to go and answer. I got it on TikTok, one of my TikToks. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to respond to that. But 
you know, uh, just just how do we how do we share with someone whose mindset is, well, he already died for me. Why do I have to do anything? What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are coming to the realization that it's so undeserved on our part, you know, like when we realize that we have a desperate need for Jesus and we are all born as sinners and we are so wretched. And once we get to that spot in our lives where we realize, Lord, like, who am I that you would die for me? You know, Mm -hmm. then it turns from a place of why should I repent to Lord? Like, thank you for the opportunity to repent. Thank you for your forgiveness and your reconciliation because I'm so undeserving of that, but you've made a way for me. Praise God. Oh my gosh. That is so good. It's so heartfelt (laughs) when you said I'm so undeserving, you know, Mm -hmm. I need to repent. Oh my goodness. That's so uh, heartfelt. You are a winner of a scholarship. I'm kind of changing the direction a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, what was it called? Focus on faith, or what was? Yes, it? sir. Focus okay. on faith. So, tell us a little bit about the scholarship you won. Yes, sir. And so, tell us a little bit about the scholarship itself, and then you had to write like an essay or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you share a little bit about what was in that essay? Yes, sir. So the essay was about talking about what your faith means to you and how you live it out in your everyday life, how you incorporate it to every aspect of your life. So I started off with my definition of what faith means to me. And then I was talking about how faith and the word of God is like a roadmap for my life. Without my faith, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And I truly believe that God's word guides me in everything that I do. It's how I treat other people. It's how I make my life decisions. So I don't know what my purpose would be if I didn't have the Lord in my life and my faith. I don't know what I would be living for, you know? Oh, my goodness. That's good. That's actually really, really good. So how do you help somebody who who knows nothing about Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. How do you help them understand that which you just said? I wouldn't even know what to do without him. And here they are living without him. How do you help them with that? Right. I really think it comes down to just being real and opening up about your struggles and your personal story because you never know how that could touch someone. There's power and vulnerability and we all have a story. So I would tell them how much Jesus has changed my life. You know, I've struggled with anxiety and a little bit of depression in my life. And I can honestly say that Jesus is what got me through it. Waking up every day, knowing that he's called me to something greater he's already overcome every struggle that I face. He's overcome this world. And one of my favorite verses is Joshua 1, 9. Mm -hmm. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or terrified of them for whatever, wherever you go, I will be with you. And knowing that just helps you walk (laughs) with a purpose and a peace, no matter what you face, no matter the struggle that you go through. God is with me. What can man do to me? Mm. 
you better say it, girl. You better say it. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> one thing I love about that Joshua 1 and 9 reference mm -hmm. is Joshua 1 and 6. He says, be strong and courageous for you will lead these people. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Joshua 1 and 7, he says, be strong uh, and courageous. He might say, be strong and very courageous. And he says, you know, that you'll lead these people. And then I love the way verse 9, he says, have I not commanded you mm -hmm. be strong and courageous? And so it's like God is telling Joshua, hey, I got you. Verse 6, verse 7, mm -hmm. hey, I got you. Verse 9, hey, you heard me. I yeah. got you. Mm -hmm. Let's go do this. You know, to put yeah. it in terms that maybe some of our younger listeners uh, can get. <laughs> and so I, I love every almost every time people reference Joshua 1 and 9, mm -hmm. I always skittle back to 1, 6, 7, and 9 because it right. builds. It builds. They're all, you know, the whole Bible is great. I encourage you guys to go and read the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. Real quick side note, because I said read the whole thing. A lot of people get bogged down in Leviticus and maybe numbers because of those things. I encourage people, read genealogies and then grab a person here and there and chase them down. Who is this person? Who is that person? There is a person in Jesus Christ's genealogy. His name is Perez. He's a twin. But if you go into, and this is for everybody listening, if you go into Genesis chapter 38, the entire chapter is how Perez was conceived. And when you read how he was conceived, then you see that he's in the line of Jesus Christ. It's like, oh, I guess I don't have to be perfect because mm -hmm. God used this baby who was conceived in the way that he was conceived, which is not a way that we in our society would say, oh, oh, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Most people wouldn't agree to that. And so when people think, well, God's not going to accept me. No, 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 no. He will accept you. Mm -hmm. He will accept you exactly as you are. I think where people get the struggle is <clears throat> God will accept you exactly how you are. Mm -hmm. But he loves you too much to keep you broken. Mm -hmm. So you so come good. broken. But if he did, oh. Okay, I'm going to say this to turn it back to you. This, the Lord just put this in my spirit. Let me say it well. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you. for this. <laughs> you come to God broken. Mm -hmm. And you say, God, I'm broken. I give you my life. And then there are people who think I should be able to come to God and keep living the life that I was living. Mm -hmm. Listen to me, everybody. Do you know that for God to leave you how you are is for God to hate you? Mm 
Oh, I said something there. Mm -hmm. I said something there. Watch this. Watch this. Can I go Bible? Can I go Bible for a second? Mm -hmm. Of course. There are twin brothers. There's a man named Jacob and there's a man named Esau. And God says, go back and look it up, find it for yourself. God says, Jacob, I love Esau. I hated Esau prospered. If you remember, when Jacob and Esau are coming back together, Jacob's sending them all this stuff. And when they meet, he says, why are you sending me all this? I got plenty. But he didn't have a relationship with God. Look at the struggles of Jacob. Look at how Jacob struggled. God was just working him over, preparing him, getting him to a place where he could be somebody that the nations would come from. Oh, he's preaching right now. Mm -hmm. And so this is for you guys. Uh, and I'm sorry for, Gracie, I'm sorry for taking your No, your don't be sorry at all. God loves you too much for you to stay broken in his presence. Mm-hmm. And That's so, so yeah, praise God. So, so yes. Come to God as you are. Yes, do that. But then let him change you by his love because he loves you too much to keep you in that broken state. Mm-hmm. So praise God. That is so good. Oh, that is so good. I love that. Praise God. Praise God. I, I, I'm going to have to stop talking to you, Gracie, because you're just pulling Pulling God's no. love out of me. You just uh-uh. it you exude it. You exude it. <laughs> it is God. all man. Praise God. Praise God. So what is God teaching you these days? So it's crazy you just said that because this kind of ties it all in. But, you know, for the longest time, even growing up in church after I was saved and everything, I would think that I always have to have it all together mm. all the time, you know, to come to God. And I couldn't open up. I needed to be this happy person all the time, even when I was struggling, you know, but the Lord has taught me so much lately that it's okay not to be okay. Mm. And he has taught me that he places the perfect people in your path at the right time that you can open up to, you know, that will speak truth and wisdom in you. And it's so hard sometimes to take that first step of courage and to just be vulnerable. Mm. But when you do, the Lord just begins to work. Praise God. Through that. Praise God. Yeah, that's that's really, really good. That's really good. I as I'm as I'm talking to you and I'm listening to you, and I I you are definitely filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh you're so kind. And I want to ask you a question. It's a weird question. I ask them from time to time. <laughs> Do people misunderstand you? And that's just a curious question. And here's mm-hmm. why I'm asking that question. Because to talk to you, to look at you, you look like the quintessential kind person that everybody loves and everybody wants to be their friend. And you know all these things that stereotypes bring to a mm-hmm. person's life. And so as I'm spending this moment with you, I, I, it, it, I don't know what's a weird question, 
it's like, you know, do people misunderstand you? Do they do they think you're this way? And in reality, Gracie is maybe a little bit over here. You know, some people do. Mm. I actually, you know, I know you're involved with the Miss Florida board, so it got me thinking about a pageant here and everything. But my first high school pageant, that was my first one ever. And there was a girl there and she did not like me. She mm. would always tell people that I was just this fake person. Mm. And, you know, I would try to talk with her and get to know her just because I wanted to, you know. But she would just think that my kindness was fake and not genuine. So, you know, people have said that. And I'm just like, that's not who I am, you know? Like, I'm genuine. But I just have to remember that, like you said earlier, you know, Satan will come and use things to destruct you when you're trying to do good, to seek God's kingdom and to live for his will and make the kingdom crowded and point people to him. Mm. So I just have to remember that not to let those things get in my way and to just keep being me. And if people misunderstand me, I have to just know that I'm being my genuine self. But it can be hard sometimes because <laughs> You're like, this is not how I am. Why do you think that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good. Well, we're gonna uh we're gonna land a plane here in a minute, but before we do, will you give our audience an encouraging or just something that God mm -hmm. has placed on your heart, maybe, or just something that you know you like to do, just something that encourages our listeners. Mm -hmm. I feel like something the Lord has put on my heart to say is that, you know, life can be challenging, like we were talking about. And I feel like we're always searching for a satisfaction because God has designed us with this space in our heart that can only be filled by him. But when we're not pressing into him, we can search for that satisfaction in all the wrong places, whether, you know, that's the approval of man or sometimes in addictions that we've struggled with. But I just want you to know that nothing will ever fill the void like Jesus. He loves you and he died for you and he wants that relationship with you. And the moment that you just surrender it all to him is the moment where true freedom and abundance comes. Praise God. Well, we're going to let that be the final word. Thank you okay. so much for your time today, Gracie. Thank uh, you so much. Praise God. Well, wasn't Gracie just a joy to have on the podcast? And I told her this, well, I think it was before we actually went on air, so to speak. I said, you have that calming voice. I think I called it a preacher's voice. And then I said, well, maybe, you know, uh, the voice is kind of like that podcast, you know, you want to lean in and listen. And so the, that's always nice when you, know, you have that kind of going for you. One thing that I do want you to be looking for is Gracie is looking to start her own podcast as well. So I will keep on the lookout for that and ask you to keep on the lookout for that as well. And I will let you know when she starts publishing her podcast 
and invite you to go over and take a listen to her podcast as well. That would be uh, great. So before we get out of here, let me pray for Gracie. Let me pray for you. And then I will get us out of here. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this time that you have given us today. Thank you for Gracie Hayes. Her love for you is evident. She just loves you. And so, Father, thank you for allowing us to spend some time with her, to hear from her. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in and through her life. Uh, Lord, continue to give her this desire to start this podcast. We pray, Lord, that uh, she would do uh, initiate this podcast so that she may honor you even in that way. Lord, I pray for this listener specifically for their needs. I pray, Lord, that as they seek you, they find you. And Lord, that you are encouraging them, strengthening them, and honoring their faith. Thank you so much, Lord, for this listener. Uh, Lord, thank you for this platform. I never want to act like this is my right. No, it is my privilege and blessing from you. And I'm very grateful for that. So thank you so much, Lord, for what you allow us to do, allow me to do here on the Agape Leaders Podcast. As always, Father, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders Podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.